Hi everyone, Brother George here. Welcome back to Bible Made Easy Podcast. I hope you're all well wherever in the world you're listening from. And that might be from any one of more than 30 countries my listeners come from so far. Thanks a lot for joining me. It's great to have you. In the last episode, I talked about how God is not the originator of evil. How he hates it. How throughout history he's tried to limit it and curb its effects and how he will eventually put an end to it. Today, I'm going to delve more deeply into the question as to why he allows it for now. Now, I don't think we're ever in this life going to completely understand the reasons for evil. We simply can't see that far or that deep. That's something we'll learn more about in the next. But I am going to offer a few more ways to look at this issue that will help put things into perspective. The first reason, which I've already touched on in the last episode, is his respect for our free will. God does have the power to be the ultimate totalitarian dictator. He could have created us as pre-programmed automatons designed to mechanically obey him without any conscious decision-making power or autonomy of our own. That would be weird, and I don't think anyone wants that. Or he could have chosen to allow free will but continually threaten us with severe punishment for misdeeds and forced us to be good out of fear. But he did neither. Instead, he willingly gave up the authority he could have had over our decision-making to allow us the freedom to commit the ultimate injustice, that is, to spurn the one to whom we owe our existence. This ensures that our relationships with him and each other are based on genuine love. In fact, love for God or others cannot be real genuine love if there isn't also a choice to dislike, or even to hate. Here are a few more reasons. It's been said that you never appreciate good health until you've been sick. Isn't this true of any blessings we have in life? We don't really appreciate them until we lose them, at least temporarily. If humanity had always lived in a perfect paradisiacal world, without evil, would we have been able to truly appreciate it? Without any evil to compare with, how would we even know how good we had it, or how good God was to us? While evil and suffering are not good experiences to endure, they sure serve a purpose of reminding us of how good we usually have it. And one day... For the believers, when we arrive in heaven, will truly appreciate God and the perfection of the heavenly paradise. Here's an anecdote I read once that illustrates the point. A group of visitors at a summer resort had watched the sunset from the gallery of the hotel. One man lingered until the last glow faded and had seemed thrilled through and through by the beauty of it all. One guest, more observant than the rest, wondered about this, and so at supper she said to this man, who sat next to her, You certainly did enjoy that sunset, Mr. B. Are you an artist? No, madam, I'm a plumber, he responded with a slow grin. But I was blind for five years. Experiencing evil and suffering can have a purifying effect on us and teach us valuable lessons which can enrich our lives and bring us great joy. James 1, 2-4 says, 
Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Besides perseverance and maturity, here are some other lessons we can learn. Suffering can make you either bitter or better. God's hope is that we're better. Suffering purges us and shapes our character in ways that make us better persons. Suffering causes us to empathize and sympathize with others. It draws us together in solidarity and unity of heart. Suffering makes you grow in wisdom and knowledge. A person who has suffered and come out better can actually become a greater, more well-rounded, happier and contented person. In fact, the world-famous and beloved Italian singer Enrico Caruso put it this way, To be great, it is necessary to suffer. Evil and suffering can cause unbelievers to seek God or strengthen the relationship believers already have with God. Psalm 119.67 says, Before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now, I keep your word. We tend to forget about God when the going is good. But when things get tough, many of us return to God. It's just human nature. In fact, one Bible teacher wrote that Adam and Eve were closer to God after they were expelled from the Garden of Eden than when they were in it. Why? Because the hardships they began to endure made them appreciate him more and caused them to turn to him for help. The existence of evil and suffering are a way for humanity as a whole to learn valuable lessons. You know, you could liken humanity to a bunch of rebellious teenagers. In the days of Adam and Eve in the garden, we were innocent and pure, like sweet little children. But then we grew up to teenhood, as it were, and started making our own choices, the wrong ones. Our parents, the Holy Trinity, didn't like the choices we began to make, but they refused to force us to obey, and we wouldn't listen anyway, like some teenagers. So they had to let us go our own way for a while in order to learn our lessons the hard way. They trust that eventually we'll learn and that there's going to be a happy restoration of the parent-child relationship in the end. So one reason God could have for allowing evil is to let humanity learn our lessons by our own mistakes. I once came across a sports-themed motivational quote that said, Victory isn't just walking across the goal line. It's struggling through opposition to the goal. Sure, life can be tough, but if we face our struggles with faith and courage, we can come out victoriously, and the feeling of victory will be more euphoric than if we just had an easy ride through life. Friends, if you're discouraged at the state of the world, if you're disheartened by some seemingly senseless tragedy, if you're suffering something that seems to be unbearable yourself, take heart. These things are not just bad luck or the result of random forces working against you or others. There is a God and it's not that he doesn't care about it. He cares more than you will ever know. He has a plan and a purpose for it all. 
and he intends to turn those seeming defeats into victories that will enrich your life and make you better in some way. And if you just can't see the good in it, or why he allowed those things to happen now, just wait. Just because you can't see anything good in it now doesn't mean you never will. Remember, we're the teenagers and he's the adult with the higher perspective. Even if that means waiting until the next life, God will surely reveal those things to you at some point because he loves you. And in the meantime, while we're experiencing suffering, we can remember that Jesus, who suffered immensely and understands, promised to be by our side in our suffering. Let that encourage us and motivate us to also share that comfort with others who need it. The Apostle Paul speaks of this in 2 Corinthians 1, 3-4, where he says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction, with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. I hope that these two episodes have given some comfort and peace of mind concerning the existence of evil and suffering. Thank God for the insight and answers he gives us in his word, the Bible, from where we get the faith, strength and courage we need to face whatever life throws at us and to get through it bravely and victoriously. That's all for today, everyone. If you want to be notified of new episodes, please be sure to subscribe by hitting the follow button. God bless every one of you. Bye.